Yo, mama, I'm Tanya Malcolm, and this is the Shine On Mama podcast. Ever feel like the encouragement, motivation, belief, and advice you give your kids should be compiled into a little self-help book with your own name on it? Yeah, I know the feeling. You're in the right place if you need a reminder that you've got a whole lot of unconditional love, some damn good advice, and limitless patience. Let's turn some of that mama magic inward. So as our kids grow, so do we. What's up, mamas? I've been thinking about you. Thank you for supporting my podcast and and my voice. This journey is all about self-love, confidence, personal growth, and ease of being. Ease of being for me means I get to set the pace for my growth. What that means for you, these episodes are going to be here when I bring them. I can't tell you the frequency, but what I can tell you is that I'll always be back. I am in this thing. Are you with me? Yeah, you are. Because you guys, my podcast has over 200 downloads. What? When I think about that, 200 downloads, I get so excited. I imagine us at a retreat for mamas that I'm leading, definitely in a tropical place, probably Aruba. Yeah, Aruba. And 200 women from the Shine On Mama community are with us. My vision for this community of Shine On Mama podcast listeners is that through our mothering, we see in ourselves the potential that we see in our children. And that vibe is the vibe that I'm bringing to today's episode. I think so often we're hard on ourselves when we feel we've made a mistake as parents, yet we forget to celebrate the moments when we totally kick ass. So take a moment right now and think about a mama moment that you're proud of when you were exceptional and and feel that feeling and hold on to it through this episode because that's the vibe we're trying to generate as like our default setting. Okay, let's shine on. Well, I'm finally feeling more like myself again. Ever since getting back from my 10-day family like road slash camping trip out to Long Beach on Vancouver Island, And also, right before dropping our firstborn son off at his freshman year of college, I've been struggling so bad with my energy level and my mindset. I've been super irritable, impatient with myself, and oh, so impatient with others, feeling a sense of disconnection, and I've been trying so hard to be my own hype girl, and I'm just not feeling it. Sometimes even when you know what to do, you don't actually want to do it. I swear to God, recently, every time I tried to listen to a podcaster that I love, they were talking about imposter syndrome. I didn't want to fucking think about imposter syndrome. I had no energy to deep dive into my shit. Even though when I'm feeling low vibe, I know I should be open to the messages coming from those who I like regularly look to for inspiration. But the fact is, knowing isn't doing. When I don't do the things I know I should do, that's when accountability comes in. And like, but there's like also this part of accountability that involves me, like accepting that I'm getting in my own way and being determined enough to ask for help. 
but asking for help is also very vulnerable. I've just been, I've been at this personal growth journey for long enough to just freaking ask for help when I need it, but sometimes it takes me longer than it should to do it. So I was sharing my current mindset with one of my purpose partners and I finally realized exactly what's going on. It's this ultra crazy time when as a mom, I've started to look at my oldest son in a new way. His current journey, it's his own, uniquely his own. And it's this time where I just have to trust and witness and hold space and accept. But a lot of how I identify as a person is found through motherhood. I started to feel like an imposter in this new role. You know, I didn't say that like my identity resides in being a mother. I'm still a mother, even though he's at college. But what I'm starting to understand is that part of my identity and my empowerment journey comes through motherhood, like the act of mothering, the service of mothering, the voice and the intuition of mothering, the bearing of motherhood. It's it's freaking no wonder I've been feeling low vibe. I'm grieving a loss of part of myself that I love dearly. Having the opportunity to explore all that out loud with another mama who's on her own life growth path was so good. I thought about my progress as a podcast host and a business leader, and I realized that I'm in a significant period of growth right now, and I'm pumping the fucking brakes because it's scary as hell, and I know I have to let go of the part of myself that feels safe. The girl who makes excuses and has doubt about my ability to follow through and who knows that without follow through, I'm unreliable, and it's like, oh, damn, gut check. I don't want to be a person you can't count on. So you know I needed the mama magic I'm about to share. I have this in me. I have what it takes to become the vision I have of my future self. It's all in me. Sometimes it comes to me through words I speak to my kids. And this is one of those times. A moment when I caught some magic that I thought I really needed to integrate into my own beautiful freaking life. But in typical Tanny Malcolm fashion, I'm freaking overthinking the fuck out of this. It kind of starts with a worry that I've had. What my son's path means about me. No. Wait, no, it's actually like way worse than that. What my son's path makes other people think about me. I'm not even playing. This is so messed up. I've been worrying intensely about it. Is he going to be a good roommate? You know, all the important things, hygiene, kitchen skills, housekeeping, attitude, organization. Is he going to be able to solve problems for himself? Like, like I don't know, lost keys, a dead phone, missed the bus, no food, stuff left behind somewhere. Can he handle student athlete life? Like, it's a lot. Coursework and practice plus travel schedules and team and school commitments will... I don't know, like, will he buy more hand soap when he's out and, like, change the trash regularly and, like, do his laundry? So, yeah, I've had some worries floating around my head for the past month, and I've come to the conclusion it's quite possible that I haven't done a good job at preparing him for adulting. (laughs) So let me just unpack that a little bit. 
like I don't want you guys to send me a bunch of bunch of messages about everything that I'm awesome at because I actually already did this deep work on this I did because it is really fucked up that I'm worried about what people think because what people think doesn't actually matter for me in the context of my life I mean really all those worries I just listed aren't about my son they're about what people will think about how I raised him there's a quote for this how's it go Oh, oh yeah, what other people think is none of my business. I don't know who said that. If you know who said that, DM me on Instagram at Tanya Malcolm and let me know. Moving my son into his dorm room was like when I discovered that I could have shared so much more grown up shit with him than I did. <laughs> and then there we are in the short time we had together unpacking his belongings into his new pad and I'm trying to get it all out. And by like short time, I mean like we had like an hour. Of all the things I wanted to remind him of and introduce him to even, there was this one thing that kept, I kept circling back to. Before I tell you what it is, I'm gonna take a break to tell you about Shakeology. If you follow me on Instagram, then you know from my stories that I drink this plant-based protein shake almost every day. I absolutely love it. It's so delicious. And as far as shakes go, it's the creamiest. It comes straight to my mailbox every month because it's on Home Direct, a monthly subscription. That means I don't ever have to add it to my grocery list and I'm never out, which is good because for me, that would feel like being out of coffee in the morning. There's five flavors to choose from, vanilla, strawberry, chocolate, cafe latte, and cookies and creamy. I alternate between the plant-based tropical strawberry and chocolate every month. Every flavor has a vegan option too. Shakeology is a healthy protein powder that can even satisfy my sweet tooth. Chocolate Shakeology nightcap? Hell yes, mama! I don't use the shakes as a meal replacement. That's because I like to eat my meals. But like when I'm in a hurry, I just love that I can blend one up and know that I'm not going to turn into hangry mom. Because ain't nobody likes hangry mom. If you're interested in trying it out, head to the show, no show notes. Go to the show notes and I'll link the sampler pack for you. Okay, let's get back to my college freshman. You better believe I snuck a bag of Shakeology into his moving boxes too. Okay, the one message I had on repeat the day he moved to college was, leave yourself enough time. Let me just preface the rest of this episode with some parenting real talk. Most of the time when I'm frustrated with my kids, it's because I've got an expectation that I've created in my mind about what, how they're showing up in the world says about me and my worth as a mom. But when I unpack that, it's so clear how totally unfair that is to my kids. I need to stop doing that. You need to stop doing that. But dang it, I'm still working on that one. Okay, okay, so there we are, unpacking kitchen supplies, dividing up club packs of ground beef into smaller portions and talking about meal planning and all of a sudden I'm in this flashback to the summer. He just left for work. I yell out the door to him, don't speed, because he has to be there in like three minutes. I come into the kitchen and it's an explosion of teenage boy makes food. And then I'm back in the college dorm kitchen but now I'm residing in that unfair place. And instead of continuing to offer helpful adulting advice, my tone changes and I'm like, you can't be leaving a shit show in the kitchen for your roommates if you cook eggs before class in the morning. You have to leave yourself enough time. 
And then like example after example of what an inconsiderate roommate he's going to turn into if he shows up the way I, as his mama, tolerated in our home life. You need to start getting ready to go somewhere an hour before you need to be there. Leave yourself enough time. That's it. It felt like the mama magic. I am always leaving at the last possible minute. I'm consistently coming home to a disaster because I left in such a hurry. I always fucking speed to arrive on time. There is never any room for error in my life because I literally blow through life like a tornado. I'm in this constant heightened state of being because I always feel like I'm running out of time. Literally, right now, I keep looking at the clock because it's 12.15 and I have to be at a dentist appointment at 12.50 and I'm not even sure how long it's going to take because they're doing some big work and I have to pick up my daughter from school at 2.45 and then it will be on to the next thing and the next thing, etc, etc. If this sounds familiar, like if this vibe of always feeling like you don't have enough time resonates with you, pause this episode, take a screenshot on your phone and share it to your stories right now and tag me at Tanya Malcolm on Instagram so I know I'm not alone and so we can change this for ourselves together. Because you know what this really comes down to? It comes down to being a reliable person, not only to others, but more importantly to ourselves. There's a couple of behaviors we need to turn into habits to really kick this always running behind shit to the curb. No, don't worry, this isn't about to be a time management lesson, but I'm gonna share a couple things I learned from my current personal development book, Winning, The Unforgivable Race to Greatness by Tim Grover. He says, stop managing time. The unforgiving race does not want you to manage time because if you manage time, you're not focused. It wants you to manage focus. Manage focus, and when you manage focus, you will use all your time. When you are managing time, you may still get the end result, but it's not going to be the end result you want. Manage your focus, otherwise you will run out of time. Every time I listen to that statement out of my book, Winner, I'm reminded about what I want for myself. These last few days have been all about focus. It's challenging to focus, it's exhausting, but it has been the catalyst for getting back to feeling like myself again. I am a winner and I need to start behaving like one. So now I want you to think about what that means for you. What would managing your focus actually look like on a daily basis? I'm gonna get into that in a minute, but I also wanna tell you about something I heard when I was listening to the Sunday Jumpstart podcast last weekend. The host, Jess, was talking about the book she's reading and it made me ask myself, what's the opposite of distraction? Is it attraction? That's what I thought first. Well, apparently, if you read Indistractable, How to Control Your Attention and Choose Your Life by Nir Eyal, you'll learn that distraction stops you. It is anything that stops you from achieving your goals. He says it is an action that moves you away from what you really want, whereas traction leads you closer to your goals. Distraction and traction is movement. Distraction is anything that moves you away from your goals, whereas traction is anything that leads you closer to your goals. 
it is an action that moves you towards what it is that you truly want. That means the opposite of distraction is traction. You know, that shit you're trying to gain. I'm going to focus on focus and traction, but Jess goes on to explain many more ideas from the book that I loved. You should go hear more of them when I'm done on the Sunday Jumpstart podcast. I'll link the episode in the show notes. So, getting back to the mama magic, just when I was about to start exploring my constantly out of time anxiety, my personal growth practice offered me two learning opportunities to shift my mind from going down like a deep dive into trying to slow down time to recognize that I get distracted and lose focus usually while simultaneously multitasking. Oh my gosh, I love my path right now. Like the, the, like my personal development book and the podcast that I was listening to totally just changed the course of my mindset. Paying attention to your focus and your distractions means when you start a task, you're intentional about your focus, really. You have two tasks, the thing you're doing and staying focused. Open your laptop, manage your focus. Send an email, manage your focus. Move your body, manage your focus. Get distracted, say out loud, I'm losing traction, because that's what it really is. Bring back your focus, but not before naming the distraction and the feeling it gives you. Here, I'll give you an example. I had to visit the Sunday Jumpstart podcast for this episode, and now I know all about her blog and her offerings when all I really needed to know was an episode number for my show notes. But I did rein it in. I noticed. Being intentional about my focus is new for me too, right? So I said, I'm distracted. I'm losing traction. And then I thought to myself, manage my focus. Then I named the distraction. It's kind of funny because it was an attraction. Like I was... I respect Jess and her work. I'm attracted to entrepreneurial women who are ahead of me. It made me feel excited and hopeful and inspired. And then I was back recording more because I managed my focus. Of course, I'm giving you a feel-good example, right? But I could have just as easily been distracted by coronavirus vaccine messages, and that would have evoked a feeling that doesn't serve me. But the point is, no matter the feeling that you're getting from your distraction, it's better than feeling fear and doubt about whatever the thing is you're supposed to be doing that's gaining you traction and keeping you a reliable person. That's why we allow ourselves distractions. They feel better than the risks we have to take to grow. The truth hurts, am I right? I share my experiences with you because I know what it feels like to want more for yourself. And I know that the mama in you can help you get there. You just have to tune into her and trust her. I can't wait to hear what you think about today's episode. If you want to continue the conversation about managing your focus and gaining traction, then I invite you to join my brand new group, the Shine On Mama listeners community. You're going to love it. It's an online space for mamas who want to connect with other women embracing motherhood as their superpower. I'm going to go live lots for Q&As and I'm going to do giveaways. And of course, we're going to expand on episodes of the shows. It's kind of like when you download an audiobook and there's a bonus workbook PDF, but it's a free community that comes from my podcast. So go to shineonmama.com forward slash free group to join. Until next time. 
Shine on, mama. Hey, I want to thank you for listening today. And in the spirit of personal growth, I want to thank myself because we all need a little more self-gratitude in our lives. Okay, if you appreciated this episode, do me a favor and share it with your girls, a mama in your life that needs a reminder that she's got a whole lot of magic inside of her. You can share it from wherever you stream your podcasts or take a screenshot and post your stories on social. Just don't forget to tag me at Tanya Malcolm so I can slide into your DMs and say, what's up? Until next time, mama, shine on.